Hello, welcome to episode 16 of the Eaching with Clarity podcast. Thank you for listening, and thank you especially if you've posted a review or rating or comment. Some particularly lovely people left comments on the last episode but one, the one with Sasha's reading and Hexagram 29, The Repeating Chasms, where I talked a bit about one of my favourite things, the sequence of hexagrams. Terry wrote, I so enjoyed this podcast. I learned something about the complex and broad and deep meanings to be found in the I Ching. The consideration of looking at the hexagram before and after opened up a new level for me. And Yasmin said, I never really had a grasp on 29, and this has given me very useful insights. Then there's Caroline, who wrote, Really helpful to talk about the hexagrams in terms of a block with a certain quality or direction of movement and the before and after hexagrams. And Priscilla? Thanks to you both for sharing your insights and wisdom. I so appreciate being able to listen and learn more about 29, unchanging hexagrams, and the larger sequence. It's so good to know people are enjoying the podcast and actually finding it helpful. It really gives me the warm fuzzies, so thank you. For this episode, we have another listener's reading. Lucy asked about using her gifts, or rather about why she's hesitant to use them. And Yi gave her one of those answers that asks you to turn your assumptions around and see the whole thing in a completely different way. You probably know the kind of reading I mean. And as the reading progresses, you can hear how Lucy connects with it and change happens. I've added another sort of commentary interlude in the middle of the reading recording to chat about how this happens through the relating hexagram. I hope you enjoy it. The last maybe five years or so of my life, in parallel with kind of an expanding spiritual practice, I've had these different psychic and healing and energetic experiences. And I feel I have a knowing that, that there's something there I'm meant to be using or doing or will do in the future, but I'm not currently doing anything with it. I'm not practicing. I'm not really using it, even for the benefit of my own life and healing. So I mm-hmm. wanted to know, what is this hesitation? Why Yeah, why am I sitting on the fence? Yeah. And you asked... What's the source of my hesitation? And you have hexagram seven, the army, changing at line four to 40, release. Mm. Um, And I think that moving line is talking about what you're calling a hesitation, but it's maybe describing in a different way, which is going to give you a new way to think about it all. It says the army is camping on the left. So you have this army of... um, of gifts or strengths or energies or powers, and you kind of think it ought to be marching along briskly and going somewhere and doing something with itself, um, and instead it's camped, um, yeah. <laughs> sitting around the sit, is yeah, uh, yeah. Sit, sitting around the fires by the tents and, as I said, possibly toasting marshmallows and certainly not going anywhere. Um, so yeah, that I think is a is a different picture of what's happening. Um, and if we look at the two hexagrams, seven and 40, we'll put, be able to put that in context. And then we can come back mm. to the moving line and understand more what's happening there. Mm. So we start with the army, which 
if you look at the sh- just at the shape of the hexagram itself, you know, the six lines, um, mm. and the way they stack up, there is just one solid line in the second place, the second line up. Yeah. And then everything around that is a yin, broken line. And the kind of the energetic feel of that is that all those yin, broken lines are gathered around, um, sort of revolving around the single yang line. There's this single inner purpose and everything gathers around that. Mm. And actually in, in the name of the hexagram, the army, it even has a, there's even a component there that probably means to circle around something, revolve around an axis. Um, interestingly, what it often what it's gathering around is something negative or a sense that there's something wrong. Um, it follows from hexagram six, which is arguing, which is you know say this is wrong, this won't do, mm. and the sequence says arguing naturally means that crowds rise up, and so the army follows. The army means crowds. It's like, you know, there is something wrong, like, you know, there's the grit in the oyster. And so energies gather around that with the focus of putting it right. I mean, there's, there's a sense of necessity, you know, some and mm. purpose coming from that. So, you know, this, this, this has to change. Um, is this making sense? It is in, in fragments. You know, when you kind of understand something mm-hmm. and you just can't quite grab it, but there's, um, I'm in a place of feeling this this uh having all of these resources to use but something is out of alignment something is wrong and i'm starting to understand that something in my perception it's not there's not nothing there's nothing wrong in me there's nothing wrong in the world it's something about how i'm viewing mm. the situation um, yeah yeah mm. yeah i i thought maybe the Maybe the sixth, the arguing sounded like your sense that healing is is needed. Um, mm. that there are things you need, things about yourself that need to be, I don't want to say fixed, but changed mm. for the better somehow. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So would that suggest if I have that orientation, and then my energies and skills, they're all gathering around that rather mm. than being free to follow their own journeys yeah. in a way. Um, maybe. I mean, there's nothing wrong with uh, wrong with armies in, in themselves. I and mean, it's sort of hem- hemmed about with some cautions, this hexagram. But, yeah, well, I mean, what it says is the army with constancy, mature people, good fortune, no mistake. So it's, it's kind of talking about the requirements for things to be okay, not, not to go, not to go wrong, to stay aligned. And those are constancy, steadiness, and, um, and mature people. And the character for that, there's a, there's a hand holding a measuring device. So it's, um, it's, it's mature people measure, measuring people, people who, um, have a sense of what's proportionate and use that, use the available power carefully. Mm. You know, it's not sort of teenage mob good fortune. Mm. Um, so that there is, there is a general sense of approaching the power carefully and responsibly. Mm. Um, an mm. army is very concentrated, very focused, um, 
it has its objective and it's very organized and intent about that. Um, and it can do damage to surrounding things. Um, mm. yeah, there's yes. Collateral damage, they call it cheerfully, don't they? Um, yeah, and it's, it's a slightly odd image for energy worker. I would have thought so because, you know, I'd, I'd have thought of that as a pure positive, but, um, this seems to be talking about the need for maturity and measure and steadiness and mm. not sort of falling into things. But if I'm asking about my so hesitation... Maybe that explains some of your caution. Mm. Yeah, that, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and I think that, yeah, that the, hesi yeah, and that the hesitation is sort of part maybe part of managing the army um without and and keeping it as an army rather than some kind of mob mm. Mm. i i felt the hesitation is because i feel there's a you know like in an army there's a potential there's a power mm. to do something yes and i yeah. think i'm well i'm meant to be doing something why am i not doing something why am i mm. not dismantling something or you know an army could be used to build a bridge or a, it could be used for a good thing also but i'm just camping <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um which is something armies do um another yeah. another way to understand relate to um seven the army is through its trigrams um do you know what i mean by trigrams no yeah no no Okay, well, your hexagram is six lines and a trigram is made of three. So you have two trigrams okay. stacked up to make a hexagram. And each trigram represents um, a natural energy and way of being and especially a way of moving. There are just eight of them. So they're much simpler than and more, more elemental than hexagrams. Mm. And because each hexagram is made of two, each hexagram becomes kind of a a scene um, made of the interaction of these two energies. Mm. Um, mm. And the army is, the picture here is water, running water on the inside and earth, all those open lines of earth on the outside. So the single inner purpose manifests as an inner current, an inner flow, an inner river. And that's, that's inside the earth. So it's like an underground river. And the people who wrote the wing about this, the image, I think they must have sort of looked at this and said, well, how did that get there? Um, because what they said was, in the centre of the earth is a stream, the army. A noble one accepts the people and gathers together crowds. And the, the stream is in the centre of the earth because the earth absorbs all the water. Mm. Um, it accepts it all. It doesn't say, I'll have this bit, but not that bit. It's wet in the wrong way or something. Mm. Um, and in the same way, the, the no one that's kind of the ideal person is accepting and gathering the crowds, is gathering all the resources, recruiting everybody into the army, um, mm. not saying, well, you've only brought a pitchfork, so you can't join. Um, <laughs> you know, you've got the wrong accent. And I think that's the nature of the of the inner 
current and momentum and power of the army that invo- it involves the whole self mm. um and everything around and nothing is nothing is filtered out everything's accepted so yeah emotions and reactions you don't like are mm. also part of the river the inner currents made of you know it's made of everything mm. i wonder if that's um you know, there, there's a certain perception, isn't there, like an energy worker or a healer. But those skills could be used in a very different mm-hmm. way, for example, to gather people around, I don't know, the cause that we're all maybe aware of in the world right now. Of like, We need to change how we live. We need to change how we connect with each other and move past, you know, these conflicts. And so maybe it's, yeah. you know, an energy worker, but in the sense of something quite different. That is interesting because that's not something I would have said about that part of the reading, though. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You can. But it does come up with hexagram 40, which is where I'm going next when we get to the south and west. So, yeah, hold that thought. Um, mm. So in the foreground, you have the army, the gifts and power and flowing together and the desire to use them because that's what armies are for. They're meant to be doing something. And then the background and context for this is quite different. Hexagram 40, release. Might be an underlying desire. Um, I think you said something when you wrote to me about wanting to relax and enjoy um, yes. the experience and the gifts. Yeah. yeah. This seems a good place to pause the recording, just as we're getting into the relating hexagram. I find the relating hexagram is very, very often the one people can connect with most strongly. Hexagram 40 reminded me of something Lucy said in her initial email to me, setting up our call, that she couldn't relax into her gifts and enjoy them. And she said her hesitation was filled with quite a lot of tension. So Hexagram 40, release, already sounded to me like an underlying desire she had, and perhaps a deeper purpose, behind the more driven agenda of the army. This is one way I like to think of the relating hexagram, as something behind or beneath the primary, like a light shining through it, lighting up certain moving lines. Of course, there's a tradition of just taking the second hexagram in a reading as the future, completely regardless of what you actually asked. One problem with this approach is that it often makes perfect nonsense of the moving lines. You'll get a beautiful line that's somehow supposed to result in something terrible, or really negative lines full of dire warning that change to a sunny hexagram. And this can mislead people into downplaying or just plain ignoring the moving lines. Take hexagram 23, line 4, for instance. Stripping the bed by way of the flesh, pitfall. Well, that's bad. But it doesn't really matter because it's changing to hexagram 35, advancing, so it all turns out beautifully. Except that, of course, it absolutely does not turn out beautifully, and the oracle was completely clear about this. But the rigid idea that the second hexagram must equal the future has got in the way of listening to it. Uh, Yeah, anyway, this is a bit of a hobby horse of mine, you can probably tell. Actually, that particular issue with the formula-making nonsense of the line wouldn't apply to Lucy's reading. It would make perfect sense to say that the army camps on the left, and so 
in the future that will lead to release and the relief of tension. No, the problem here would be almost the opposite one, that if you push the relating hexagram off into the future, it ceases to be part of the picture now. And you'll be able to tell, listening to Lucy, that release is part of the picture now. She has this army-like approach that wants to take responsibility and make good use of resources and do something purposeful already, and at the same time she wants and needs hexagram 40, and some wise part of her is already seeking it. And as the reading goes on, you can hear how she recognises this. Listening back through, I especially enjoy the way she starts to interpret her own reading. She's using the sequence and getting into the trigrams, and this is someone who, to begin with, wasn't exactly sure what trigrams are. It just goes to show that her intuitive gifts are real, and what a truly friendly, approachable oracle this is. So, on we go. Maybe that's maybe that's kind of what time it is for you on a deeper level. It's more like you know, it's release time. In the name of this one, it means releasing, untying, undoing. Especially it means untying knots. And where there are problems, it means solving, analysing, understanding. The old character shows someone removing the horn from a cow, so it might mean taking away the problem, and it can also might also mean making a device, a horn device used to prise knots apart. So it's it's always this sense of being able to, you know, take the tension out of it, untangle it, free things up. Mm. Hmm. This one follows from thirty nine, which is limping. And the sequence says things cannot end with hardship, and so release follows. Release means letting things take their time. Yeah, I mean, 39, um, it's limping and difficulties and a sense of uphill struggle and also learning to turn around and do something different. The kind of if at first you don't succeed, try something else, that sort of thing. Um, So... Moving on to 40, it's like you've had the struggle, you've had the hardship, you've turned round, you're going to do something different. And, yeah, you know, things are not supposed to be difficult and hard work and, you know, like mm. pushing a rock up the, up, the mount, up the mountain in the rain all the time. Um, and, yeah, the oracle says, release. The south and west are fruitful, with no place to go to turn round and come back is good fortune. With a direction to go, daybreak good fortune. So yeah, it starts with the south and west, which have associations partly through the trigrams they're connected with and partly through the history, which said that the south and west was where the people who wrote this oracle and their allies lived. Um, so it's connected with warmth and light and opening and communication and connection. And it's where our allies live and the people we can cooperate with and work with. And yeah, that's the first thing that it says about release. So it's setting it in a context of relationships and sharing and community. Um as opposed to the North and East, which have much more to do with solitary, self 
development, you know, kind of following one's own path wherever it leads or personal obligation. So, yeah, that's why when you started talking about community, I thought, ah, mm, it might be very hard to relax and enjoy the whole thing when you're sort of trying to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Mm. Mm. Um, I should be working on myself and developing my own gifts mm. so that I can work on myself. It all um it all starts to feel a bit like a hair shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it it starts to feel a lot like hard work, doesn't it? Yeah, it's still limping. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Mm. Whereas the um, invitation is that time is over. Time for a mm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense that there's been a long periods of life of doing a lot of work on myself in order to be of use to the collective. And um, I, there's some intuitive mm-hmm. knowing there's another way of doing it that's meant to mm-hmm. be more warmth, light and others. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then it goes on with this ludicrously simple thing with no place to go to turn around and come back is good fortune. With a direction to go, daybreak, good fortune. So it's like, yeah, okay, what am I doing? Where's it going? And if it goes nowhere you want to be, you turn around and come back. And if there's a direction you want to explore, then then start early. You know, go now. Um, and the point of it is that both of these routes are described as good fortune. Mm. Um, it's just, you know, this is released. This is free. It's pausing to choose its direction. Um, and it's absolutely free to choose. All the strings are untied. You're not on any strings that say, I can do this, so I should. Or, um, yeah, or they made me, I'm obliged, or I must. Or it's always done this way, or I've always done it this way. Or, um, uh. I mean, it's one of those hexagrams. It seems very simple because, of course, you know, you're going to go towards the things you want to go towards and not the others Mm. except that we spend so much of our time on strings that say this is what i committed to or this Mm. is what they expect or this is what everything everything i've read says i ought to do um and so you just sort of go on autopilot and go down that road yeah i mean isn't that the truth that it's easier to be oh here's the should let me follow the should rather than Mm -hmm. okay you go this way or that way both is fine and that's kind of yes, like panic. Yeah. Yes, yeah, choose. <laughs> yeah, which do you want? Mm. Yeah. yeah, I have a, a wise friend who concentrates on teaching people to find their desire, um, find what they want. Um, yeah. And she's, she starts off with things like, what do you want for breakfast? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As simple as that. And, of course, the answer is, well, I mean, what I ought to have for breakfast is, ah, no. <laughs> and we live our whole life. But a healthy way. breakfast, what do you, mm. you yeah. yeah. Mm. So here comes this embarrassingly simple hexagram saying, um, yeah, okay, untie the strings and now which way? Mm. Blimey, I don't know. Mm. Mm. Yeah. The trigram picture for this one, um, it still has water on the inside. There's still that inner flow and fluidity. And you can think about how water, you know, it, it finds its way doesn't lose its identity, it flows through different shapes and it's still water at the end of it. Um, and on the outside, the outer trigram is thunder, which you know, it goes, it moves, it acts. 
So there's action in the outer world and it's on this completely fluid basis. It reminds me actually of a, of a cat that's about to pounce. You know, they don't have, they don't go still. They, they move, they undulate and then they spring forward. And of course, water and thunder are a thunderstorm. So you have a picture of, or well, not a picture, but a feeling of, you know, what it feels like when there's been a build up to a thunderstorm and you know what the atmosphere is like then. And then it breaks and it rains mm, and how, how it's, mm. Mm, mm. how that, how that smells and how it feels. Mm. Mm. Wonderful. Yeah. The image for this one says thunder and rain do their work, release. A noble one pardons transgressions and forgives crimes. Which is another way to untie strings. Um, mm. Actually, the old character for crimes shows something wrong caught in a net. <laughs> this, this idea is a bit beyond the reading, so I don't know how it will land. But if you have the idea that there is something wrong with you... um. I mean, emphasis on the word wrong, especially I think in the sort of new age realm that can tip over into blame and guilt. Mm. You know, how did you manifest this? What's wrong with your thinking? Mm. And that, yeah. Um, and yeah, this hexagram would let that go too. Mm. There's a feeling mm. of, um, it's not so much something wrong with me it's a feeling of i'm here to be put to good use and i don't know what that is i'm not feeling that i'm being put to good use and so mm. i think i'm going mm. to this old picture of oh i have to be working hard and i have to be doing it for everyone else and i have that view rather than this more flowing explorative mm. image which all of this is giving me yeah so yes, part part of you is saying I should be working and doing something, and then another part of you hesitates and and says, "No, that's not going anywhere. Mm. It's not happening." Mm. Um, yeah, you've got together this army, and now it's camping. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah, like, let's go to that moving line. Yeah, mm. it's like. There's something here mm. to do. How to how do I put this army to good use? And it's confusing to not understand. Um, mm. Mm. Yes, it's it's not it's not going to tell you how to put it to good use right now. Um, is all the line says is the army camps on the left, not a mistake. And very very often I find the oracle says not a mistake just when you're thinking there must be something wrong with that. Um, this seems like a classic case of that. I mean, yeah, the army's camped. It's not fighting. It's not marching. It's not doing something. Um, it's relaxed. The discipline is suspended. It's at rest. And it's on the left. Um, there are different ideas on what that might mean. I read one saying that you rest with high ground to the right and your back and it's a defensible position. And someone else suggesting that it might mean staying on this bank of the river so you haven't crossed into enemy territory. And this is better than risking your troops on a foolish advance when you're not ready. Yeah. So there is a general sense there of, you know, caution again, 
staying safe, not rushing in um, for the sake of it. But it's not, it's not fearful. It's not fear based. It's not, you know, the army is in full flight running in the opposite direction. It's just pausing. It's just resting. Mm. Um, you've just emerged into line four, which is, um, remember I said it, it divides into two trigrams. You can imagine there's kind of a threshold between the two and line four is the first line in the outer, upper trigram. So mm. it's just gone out into the outside world. And it's just entering into the, the upper trigram earth, which is the, the open field. Okay. Um, and what tends to happen at line four is saying, well, okay, here I am. Um, now what can I do here? In your case, I have this army. What can I do with it here? And actually, it turns out the best way to ask that is to make camp and pause and take time. And you can hear hexagram 40 in the background, the release. Come to, come to a standstill and then you can say, which way do I want to go? What's this for? Where's it headed? Um, you know, there's no, I ought to be fixing that. And there's no, I had to get the show on the road. You're absolutely free to go where you want to go once you've sent the scouting parties out and found out where that is. Um, yeah. and there's a, really a, a sense of allowing things to unfold in their own time. Oh, this is big relaxation in my body hearing all of this. It's, um, confirms things mm, good. from different directions. Yeah. But it's hard. It's hard to, <laughs> to sit still. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, and there's, there's this, there's this <laughs> and there's this kind of work ethic, isn't there? It, it gets into everything. Um, yeah. I, think, I think the hesitation is an important assertion of freedom from quite a wise part of yourself. It is, um, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's making sure you get it completely untied from any sense of obligation or that, that work ethic, you know, or so the sort of default, I should be going somewhere, I should be doing something. And, you know, there's this habit of describing personal healing as quote unquote, doing work, doing the work on yourself, doing your work. Um, and it's, yeah, like, you know, I do that from nine to five. Can I do something else now? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sometimes we need to be left alone, don't we? Just yes. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And uh, it seems like your army and its general are very well aware of that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That that really brings us to the end of it. So, you know, what, what jumps out for you from this? Well, it feels really good, Hilary. It's like... um a confirmation of this strength and resources and an, and a reiteration mm. of, I guess, an invitation I've had from other directions of just trust this process and nothing is wrong. Mm. This is different to be in this mode of life, but now is a time to rest, enjoy, untie knots or let them untie mm. themselves just by mm. sitting still in a way. And, um, and the path will become clear. Yeah. And also that it's see, quite an exciting path. That it's um, what did you say when you said about you know the thunderstorm and there's going to be this water, this like something you know I think of the divine or spirit guiding underneath, and some mm. exciting events on the top, 
and some will go in good ways and some will not. But ultimately, it's all a great process. So there's an exciting time ahead. But for now, I can just, yeah, relax. Relax and, you know. Enjoy the marshmallows. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, look, look at the paths and say, yeah, where does that go? Is that somewhere I want? Is that somewhere I want to be? Mm. Um, so I mean, if it is, then yeah, you then know. I can, yeah, yeah, yeah. gear I up and off you go. Mm. 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 Um, but yes, it, it's it's important to uh, know where you're going and not do anything on, you know, on autopilot by default. Yes. Mm. Um, mm. So I, I do think that your hesitant self is is quite wise. Um, um, so. You know, this this doesn't need hurrying. This is not going to be turned into some kind of should. Um, mm. Mm. We're going to sit here until you know where you're going and why. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Wow. No, it's a gift. It's um. Yeah. A time in life I've longed for, in a way. And then when it's here, it's hard to. Mm. Is that real? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? Yes. Shouldn't I, is, there must be something I should be doing. <laughs> yeah, there's there's another mm. battle to fight. There's another mountain to climb because that's what I'm used to. But it's not. It's um Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, this feels really good. Well, I Wonderful. Think that's it for the reading. <laughs> Thank you so much. And that's the end of the reading. As always, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, I would really love it if you could rate the podcast on your favourite app and review it too if you have a moment. If you're listening on iTunes, I'd especially appreciate a rating. At the moment, just two reviews show up for me on the iTunes website. One is from Kay Catmull saying this is an absolutely irreplaceable podcast, which is lovely, thank you. And then the other one says, and I quote, insufferably boring. Can't listen to more than a minute of this. Wish there were better options for this topic. Well, that goes to show I didn't fake my own reviews, doesn't it? You can't please all the people all the time. But unless you've listened this far out of sheer masochism, I would especially appreciate your rating and review at iTunes. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back next month.